0: Praise God from whom all blessings flow. This is brother William Kants with this week's lesson. From 2nd Peter 2, the verses are 12 through 22. And the title of this lesson is Wages of Unrighteousness. Again, 2nd Peter 2, the verses are 12 through 22. From the New King James Version of the Bible, the text reads, But these, like natural brute beasts, made to be caught and destroyed, speak evil of the things they do not understand, and will utterly perish in their own corruption, and will receive the wages of unrighteousness as those who count at pleasure to carouse in the daytime, They are spots and blemishes, carousing in their own deceptions while they feast with you, having eyes full of adultery and that cannot cease from sin, enticing unstable souls. They have a heart trained in covetous practices and are accursed children. They have forsaken the right way and gone astray, following the way of Balaam and the son of Boar who loved the right, the wages of unrighteousness. But he was rebuked for his iniquity. A dumb donkey speaking with a man's voice restrained the madness of the prophet. These are wells without water, clouds carried by a tempest, for whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. For when they speak great swelling words of emptiness, They allure through the lusts of the flesh, through lewdness, the ones who have actually escaped from those who live in error. While they promise them liberty, they themselves are slaves of corruption, for by whom a person is overcome. By him also he is brought into bondage. For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in them and overcome. The latter end is worse for them than the beginning. For it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than having known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered to them. But it has happened to them according to the true proverb A dog returns to his own vomit, and a sow having washed to her wallowing in the mire. God's word is holy. Let us listen and obey. Peter had already urged his readers to live holy lives, 1 Peter 1 and 16, but... He had reminded them that they were purchased, not with gold and silver, but with the precious blood of Christ. Verses 18 and 19. Temptations of greed and sexual license have not become easier through the centuries. Temptations to sin are as old as sin itself. It is understandable why the Christians Peter addressed were susceptible to the way of life taught by the false teachers. The culture of the first-century Greco-Roman world gloried in possessions and sexuality. It is not surprising the modern world tends to follow the same paths. In both ancient and modern times, little effort or thought, need, go into following the flesh, Sin is its own punishment, Jesus said. Most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave to sin. John eight, thirty-four. Actions have consequences. Emphasizing this point, Paul told the Galatians, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to the flesh will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. Galatians 6, verse 7 and 8. Those who gratify the flesh... Will ultimately face the consequences of their action. In our lesson text, Peter calls these consequences the wages of unrighteousness, 2 Peter 2 and verse 13. Paul amplified this analysis. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord, Romans 6 and 23. According to Paul, the payment for a sinful life is death. These shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of His power. 2 Thessalonians 1 and verse 9. Thankfully, God graciously made it possible for the faithful to escape eternal death by sending Jesus to die in our place. The individuals to whom Peter wrote had obtained like precious faith by the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ, 2nd Peter 1 and verse 1, they had obeyed the gospel. Thus accepting the gift of eternal life offered by God. Nevertheless, they were being troubled by false teachers who attempted to exploit them with deceptive words. Chapter 2 verse 3. Peter said the false teachers secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the Lord who bought them. Verse 1. Whether they realize it or not, these false teachers who rejected Jesus, the gift of God, in favor of their own indulgences, chose to accept the wages of their behavior as free moral agents they made their choice. Regarding their fate, Peter said, they will ultimately perish in their own corruption. They will utterly perish in their own corruption and will receive the wages of an unrighteousness, 2 Peter 2, verse 12 and 13. At some point, What the false teachers said led some believers away from the Lord. This is still happening, church. Because of false teachers, the truth had been blasphemed. False teachers were and are a covetous group interested in their own material enrichment. The apostle pointed out that God had intervened in history in the past. He had not spared the ancient world of Noah's day. He did not spare the angels when they turned aside from the truth. Peter said these false teachers were nothing but brute beasts who deserved the punishment God was going to bring on them. They were lovers of sensuality, hardly bothering to conceal their covetousness. When we consider the false teachings that the early church faced, we can understand Peter's desire to encourage the believers to be strong in their spiritual lives. Peter provides all the necessary ammunition for the Christians so that they may successfully oppose the false teachers and defeat their purposes. He alerts the Christians to the struggle they must fight and equips them with the spiritual armor to resist the anti-Christian forces. Having revealed the false teachers' attempts, 2 Peter 2, verse 1 through 3, Peter provided a description of their actions in hopes of helping his readers identify and avoid them. Peter wrote, But these, like natural brute beasts made to be caught and destroyed, speak evil of the things they do not understand and will utterly perish in their own corruption. Verse 12 again. By comparing the false teachers to natural brute beasts in the New King James or irrational animals in the ESV, Peter indicated they were not as insightful or wise as they presumed or supposed. Jeremiah foreshadows Peter's warnings in his denunciation of those who would teach and follow falsehood while claiming to follow the Lord. Are they ashamed of their detestable conduct? No, they have no shame at all. They do not even know how to blush. So they will fall among the fallen. They will be brought down while they are punished, says the Lord. Jeremiah 8, verse 12 in the NIV. They're not ashamed. However, they will fall. They will be brought down, Jeremiah writes. Peter describes the and laments the emptiness of soul and resulting spiritual lifelessness to be suffered by those enemies of the truth, in verse 17. He shows us the fatal slavery to self-corruption they have fashioned for themselves by selling out to the same lies they use to trap others, verses 18 through 22. In spite of their pretended wisdom, they have shrunken to terrifying simplicity of lust-driven self-deception. Rationalizations of their behavior lead to blackness, darkness, which is an apt picture of hell as unending separation from God, the most distant exclusion from the eternal home promised by the Lord to his people, the heavenly city where the glory of God gives it light and the lamb is its lamp. Shut out of the city forever are the sexually immoral, the murderers, the idolaters, and everyone who loves and practices falsehoods. Revelations 21, 23. Revelation 22 and 15, which is certainly a description of these perverted teachers. These perverted teachers were full of false hope, verse 18. Nevertheless, they delivered only emptiness. Rather than encouraging righteous behavior and spiritual growth, false teachers allure through the lusts of the flesh, through lewdness, the ones who have actually escaped from those who live in error, verse 18. The false teachers promised liberty but were themselves slaves of sin, verse 19. Their slavery is explained by the ending of verse 19, which reads, They promised them liberty, when they themselves are the slaves of depravity and defilement for by whatever anyone is made inferior or worse is overcome to that person or thing. He is enslaved, brought into bondage. So the false teachers always promise liberty, which is allowing for freedom of self, but were themselves slaves of sin. They cannot promise liberty. They are slaves of depravity. And everyone is made inferior who is enslaved, brought into bondage of sin. Our whole Christian life, we find ourselves learning that there, there can be no liberty, no freedom, apart from that being in Christ's company. Being a friend of Jesus is the way. Jesus is the way. We are able to escape the corruption of the world verse 20 Christ has given us a responsibility he has given responsibility to those who confess and obey him if a christian turns against again to sin of the flesh repentance is a challenge Two illustrations support this danger. A dog returning to its vomit and a sow is made to wallow in the mire, Proverbs referencing Proverbs 26, 11 with that first comment. As disgusting as it was for a dog to eat its own vomit or for a clean pig to return to the mire, it is even more disgusting for a child of God Having been cleansed of sin, to return to a life of wickedness. This was yet another reason for Peter's audience to avoid the false teachers. To be set free from sin is an extraordinary gift of grace. To willingly turn back to sin is terrible. The fleshly focus of the false teachers Peter described is striking. Rather than concerning themselves with promoting Jesus, they sought to fulfill their own desires, their own pockets, their own wealth, their own ideas. Having turned away from Jesus, their desires, their perceptions, became their gods. The world we live in today certainly continues to promote falsehoods individuals are told. Be true to yourself, meaning you deserve a break today or you can do what you want. Or the idea of live your best life, that best life being focused on what you want not what God wants. Such phrases, whether knowingly or unknowingly, do promote a perverted sense of freedom while encouraging selfishness and sinful behavior. Let us be thankful for what Jesus has done for us and let us also realize the temptation to turn away from him Him is a challenge we must overcome daily. The words of Jesus teach Christians they can turn away from Him and be lost in sin as they ever were. Salvation is the result when a sinner turns to Christ and lives faithfully in Christ until life in this world is completed. This lesson is yours. Thank you, Christian, for being with us today. I pray that something has been said that is both edifying and uplifting. Next week's lesson will be from Second Peter 3, verses 1 through 10, and the title is Reminders and Warnings. That's Second Peter 3, 1 through 10, next week, and the title is Reminders and Warnings. Let us pray together. Almighty and everlasting God, our Heavenly Father, We approach your throne of grace with awe and reverence this day. We thank you, Father, for your presence this day and every day. We thank you for your grace, your mercy, your everlasting love. Father, please forgive us of any transgressions we have committed since the last time we were together. Father God, We are ever thankful for your Son and our Savior, Jesus Christ. We are thankful for the opportunity to come together and study another portion of your holy and divine Word. We pray that all goes down to glory, to your glory this day. Father God, we have petitions on our heart for those who are suffering, Give them all those things they stand in need of. Father, we pray for those who are getting ready to go through procedures and those who are recovering. Father God, please restore all those in need with your healing arms of protection. Father God, we pray for those who do not know you yet. Please give them space and time to come to know you before it is eternally too late. Father, we pray that we are practicing our faith by seeking the lost and bringing them to you. Let us continue to be emboldened and put on that whole armor of protection to protect us from deceit and lies of false teachers. We pray for those in leadership in your church. Strengthen them. Sustain them in their endeavors. For you, Father, to work in your vineyard and bring souls to you. Father God, again, we thank you. We thank you for your everlasting and sustaining gospel, and we pray for our continued opportunity to study and apply your word. These and all other blessings and favors, we thank you for. We thank you most of all for your demonstrated love in Jesus Christ. We send up these prayers in the name of our Lord and Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for your support, brothers, sisters, friends. Let us reach out in love for one another this week and every week. Take care of yourself and one another. Stay safe. Count it all joy. Bye for now.